69 me, Don. 69 me, save me. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 137. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my left. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dickelich himself, Richard Garcia. This is another special edition. We got a two-man power trip going on. Two-man power trip. I'm Austin. You're Triple H. Um, it's going to be a good one. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, a lot to be mad about. <laughs> but I, I think other than that, there was some positives that came out of the week in wrestling. Um, going to let this music go on for a little bit and uh, just ask you, how, how you doing, Dick? Uh, not bad. Um, you know, we're... Um, we're, you know, uh, this past Wednesday was one year since the pandemic had it officially started here in the U.S. Happy, I, uh, for a lack of a better term, I should say. Jimmy Kimmel called it the Coronaversary. So, uh, happy Coronaversary yeah. to you. Um, I feel crazy. like I feel like a year ago was ten years ago. It feels like such a long time. Yeah, it's. I've never seen anything like this in my life, where life has changed so much and. It's, I don't, I mean, I want to be optimistic. I think a lot of people are being optimistic about what's going to happen in the next several months. Maybe this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe we're on our way there. We'll see. Um, you know, it's just, we're just going to have to take it one day at a time, like like we've been doing for the past year. But maybe there is, maybe we're at the end. We'll see. Well, apparently by May 1st, anyone can go and get a vaccination, which is awesome news. I can't yes. wait. Um, I know that it's hard to get one now. I can imagine what it's going to be like when the floodgates open and everyone wants one. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping our our president, Joe Biden, said by hopefully by 4th of July, we can you know celebrate in a group of small, a small group. I'll, I'll take what I can yeah. get at this point. Um, WWE, it seems like they uh, they are going to be able to have a WrestleMania this year. Uh, which is going to be part of our new segment. Uh, we got some duds. We got some studs. We got some bomb duds. Um, we Let's get into the show. Let's get into our beautiful um, sponsors for the week. Um, you know them. You love them. It's Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Make sure you go to their page, sign up, put on them notifications because they're dropping hot stuff every time. They released something new. They just dropped a new Ethan Page shirt who just made his debut on AEW. So make sure you go check them out. Also, if you got some time, make sure you go check out PutMeOverPodcast.com for all your PutMeOver Podcast merchandise wants and needs. Use the promo code KOFIFOREVER for 15% off your order there. Also, if you're going to use Grudge Match, check them out. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you'll get 20% off your order there. Just do it, guys. They're great people. They put out a great product. Beautiful shirts. Uh, we rock them almost every day. Um, I I would have worn one today. I'm wearing the Brody shirt because um, all of my put all my grudge match shirts are dirty. So go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's our plugs for the week. Um, lots to get into. Like I said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. So we got some news regarding this year's WrestleMania. Um, and for those that don't are unaware, it's going to be once again at Raymond James Stadium. 
in Tampa. So they're going to try to go um, what what the plan was for last year. So uh, take two for uh, Raymond James. And it appears that the plan originally was to have 30,000 people each night. Now, given what's been going on, they're trying to be more optimistic and try to at least get 45,000 each day, which, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a kayfabe number or a real number. I mean, it appears that might be the real number because Raymond James could fill up to 60,000, 70,000. So it's interesting to see how uh, that's going to play out. Tickets are already on sale. So, you know, they're going to say WrestleMania had a combined attendance of 90,000 people. I think that's the goal. I think that's the reason why they're doing that. Yeah. Just make it sound like it's a big thing. Um, that cleaning crew is going to have to pull some overtime right after everyone leaves too to sanitize and clean everything up for the next day. That's going to be yeah. brutal. That's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. Um, would you go to WrestleMania if you had the means? Uh, I mean, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm ready yet. I don't think I'm ready to tr- travel to uh, travel uh, out of state. Yeah, I'll go to a Dodger game. Um, which California is going to start opening sporting events, but I don't know if I'd go to another state with a bunch of weirdos that not, not <laughs> yet may I or mean, may not have coronavirus. Maybe. I mean, if I'm being realistic, as far as like when I think I'll, I'll probably be ready if things turn out the way they are, I probably would say maybe, maybe sometime. I don't know. Maybe, maybe summer. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things go, but. Ugh, yeah, so they're going to open up. I hope um, that's going to be, you know, th- they actually do have people that do go there. Um, I don't think they're going to be international travelers. It's going to be weird to see if people are going to be coming out of state. That's a good That's a good question. They might. They can't have people come from the U.K. where a lot of people normally do come. Right. So this is going to be a little weird as far as if they're even going to reach their goal. I think they'll do it. I think... People, the people of Florida will will flock to this place uh, yeah. just to get some normalcy, I guess, or whatever normalcy is these days. Whatever, whatever that is. And then on top of that, I mean, speaking of WrestleMania week, uh, WWE is going to be very busy this uh, that week. Raw is going to be Monday. Oh my god! Okay, lay it on me, dude. Tuesday, I'm I believe is going to be. I'm trying to remember what the what Tuesday is, but Wednesday and Thursday are going to be Tuesday's the Hall of Fame. Tuesday's the Hall of Fame. That's right. Okay. And speaking of the Hall of Fame, we got our first inductee for 2021, Molly Holly. Molly Holly, huh? He's going to be in it. Um, good for her. But you know, really, really the full class of 2021. Like, couldn't they have just done 2020? Here you go. Here you guys go. Are they going to have? Um... The inductees from 2020 at all? Or is it just that's a class that doesn't exist anymore? No, I think they're going to be in there. They're, they're, okay. they're definitely going to they're definitely gonna have their moment, but they don't need to have like two classes. They could just, they could have just used 2020, have them go in. And then, because the problem with that is eventually you're going to run out of people. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good way problem. to save a class. Save a class. You don't need all those people in there. Because now that you're going to have a 2021 class, now you're going to need people to be in it. And who's going to be like the top inductee? And I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of, of, of doing that. They could have gone a year without it. They don't need to have it every year. You don't need to have like a quota of people to be in the hall of fame each year. 
Yeah, I mean, it's considering it's your Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, no one's voting on it. Exactly. Um, so, who was supposed to be the headliner last year? Batista? I believe it was Batista. And then you had the NWO as well. That's right. That's right. But I think Batista was the headliner. Thunder, Justin, Th- just Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger as well. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. We'll see. Congrats, Molly Holly, we'll though. See. Yeah, good for her. And then you got Wednesday, Thursday take, uh, takeover. What do they got to do a two-night takeover? I don't know. Friday but, SmackDown. Friday SmackDown and Saturday, Sunday's WrestleMania. Oh, my God. We're going to be so Monday, busy, dude. Monday's Raw. Oh, my God. Tuesday, Tuesday NXT? I, I believe Tuesday's NXT. That's the plan. I can't oh, breathe. I can't breathe. What the fuck? That's that's overload. But you know what? It's content. At the end of the day, it's all about content for them. Jesus Christ! And then Wednesday or Wednesday Thursday, you'd have off, and then Friday SmackDown. Right. What are we gonna do with this show? <laughs> How are we gonna record a podcast in this time? That's gonna be a busy. That's gonna be a busy week for everyone involved. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Okay. And um, speaking of WWE, uh, there was a rumor uh, that I guess exploded on on the internet uh, regarding Andrade. And oh, appears, yeah. Because I, I I think you and I were talking about well we were talking about the other day, and that Andrade had requested for his release, and at first the reports were um, weren't true. However, it appears that. That is the case, and Andrade was asking for his release, and he was denied by WWE. Of course. Of course. We're not using you at all, but we're not going to let you go do anything either. Which, I don't understand if that's going to be the case. Like, let let the guy go if he's going, if you're not going to do anything with him. You think back to guys like Aleister Black and Andrade and Ricochet and all these guys that were like, there's no way they can fuck these guys up. And here we are. They're asking for the releases, getting denied. Um, I mean, I guess they're still getting paid, but when your love is wrestling and you want to go work, um, to not be able to do that is fucking nuts, dude. I agree. So they gave they they, they said, no, we're not going to let you go. Come come back on Monday and we'll have a nice spread for you in catering. I agree, um, man. But if you're not using him, let him go. Like, yeah, let 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 the guy go. He doesn't need to sit there. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. But I'm I'm just I'm just not a big fan of that. Like, I don't like you know. If you're not using him, just let him go. Let him let him go out there. You know. I, I just don't like it. I feel like they always do the luchas, luchadors or the uh, Mexican wrestlers dirty like that. Mm-hmm. They 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 put them in a program. Where's Humberto Carrillo? Remember him? Um, Angel Garza. Angel Garza is another one. I feel like they just they 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 come up with these dumb gimmicks for them, like a lucha house party, and then once that run its runs its course, they're like, all right, well, we got nothing for you now. Rey Mysterio was the exception. That's the one exception. I think with Rey Mysterio, he made a name before he came to WWE. Yeah, and how can you root against Rey Mysterio? Also, you, you, you can't root no matter against what Rey company he's in. 
Although WCW did try. They, they, <laughs> they tried making him a heel, See? and it just didn't, it work. didn't work out. <laughs> because you can't do that with Rey Mysterio. Man. No. But, yeah, um, that sucks. I, I need Andrade in my life more. If you remember his – like Johnny Gargano versus Andrade might be the best NXT match in history. It's and, hard to argue. And to, to, see, argue to see that to what he is now is such a shame, dude. They don't know what to, they didn't, they don't know what to do with uh, with with talented guys, and um, I think Andrade's biggest weakness was the fact that his English was not good. But you had Zelina Vega with him right there, and then they fired her. They they got rid of her. They broke her. They broke those two up. She was released, and Andrade is now you know lost in the shuffle. I. We had a good idea when they were doing the King of the Ring with Andrade in it, and we we pitched the idea of the King of the Ring being Andrade and the Queen being Charlotte, since they're already like an an out couple. They should just run with that. The King and Queen of WWE and let them run crazy. You know, that's what I thought they were going to do. That would have been perfect. But, oh oh well. (sighs) Makes me sad, because I love Andrade. Andrade is low-key one of my favorite wrestlers. I uh, agree. So you want to talk about uh, let's let's talk about revolution. Oh, hold on, hold on. Sixty-nine, me done. Sixty-nine, me safety. It was a great show. I I had a great time watching it. I thought Darby and Sting versus uh, Team Taz was the match of the night for me personally. Um, the way it was shot was something I've never seen before. They used drones, and I love that they had that at one time they had a shot with Sting in a ring, um, and then the camera just swoops and like does like this drone shot and goes to another fight that's happening. I thought it was awesome. It was like an action movie. Uh, but man, to just go from everything that happened in the night to just a giant fart at the end was what everyone's talking about unfortunately yeah i agree and and um that's that's such a shame because i thought the barbed wire match was very good it that, was a very good match yeah i'm not a death match guy i had anxiety i felt like the whole time watching it because just thinking of barbed wire going into your flesh mm-hmm. and when moxie did that death rider into the table i was like that hurts both of you <laughs> like yeah it's, it hurts you more probably than it does him I agree. Um, but that match was awesome. The tension was so high. Up until the explosions. <sighs> Man. And then that's unfortunate because everyone's going to remember that match or that pay-per-view for the lack of explosions. I mean, they they overbooked it. Point is, point is clear. Like they just overbooked it. I felt like, I thought whenever they hit the ropes and the the little things went off, I thought that was a cool visual. Yeah. Um, but they also built it up like the death matches of Japan, um, and that's what I was kind of expecting to see. Same here. Like when you know we've all seen the video of Mick Foley getting hip tossed onto that um, C four. Also, I don't want anyone to die. Which I'm kind of glad that they, we got a good medium of the two, but you can't invoke the names of wrestlers of the past like Terry Funk and Mick Foley and all the other guys that paved the way in these death matches and not deliver at least something similar. And and that was the problem was that it just 
You know what? If, if, if they went ahead and thought on their feet and Omega and Callis came out and cackled at the end of the pay-per-view, that they could have salvaged it. That would have answered everyone's pro- uh, questions. Right. But they didn't do that. And unfortunately, now they now you have this where like it left a bad taste in many people's mouths. Overall, it was a great pay-per-view. Um, I had no really no problems with it. Um, I thought the ladder match was another great great match as well. Ladder match was good. Uh, the the tag team battle royal was was very good. Um, the, the right team won. Yeah. Penta and um, we ended up tying on our calls, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So that was a. So that's a, that's a, that was another thing. The uh, real quickly, I want to I want to mention there uh, another thing that you need to learn is when you make an announcement. And you hype it up so much to where it's supposed to be this game change announcement. You have to deliver. Yeah, we got to talk about um, the big signing. The internet was running crazy with um, ideas and thoughts, and I, um, you know, people theorizing who could be the big uh, the big reveal. And it was a big reveal, but it wasn't. I feel like the what it was built up to be. Do you agree? Agree. Agree 100%. Um, Christian Cage is the newest member of AEW. We haven't heard him speak yet. He had a little moment on Dynamite. But, I, I, you know, you, we were expecting a CM Punk or a, a Brock Lesnar or, you know, S-level tier. Not to say, I mean, Christian is not an S-level tier. No. He's great. No, he's- love, love the guy. Uh, but not S-level. And it's not his fault. It's not Christian's fault at all to be no. just put in that situation. That is on Tony Khan because Tony Khan doubled down on it again. He kept hyping it up. He kept saying, this is a huge signing. When um, Paul White came out last Wednesday, same thing. They hyped it up so much that the people, the fans took with it and they ran with it. Yeah, you can put some of it on the fans, but they were enabling them. It's like, who could it be? I think if they just would have announced, I mean, maybe not even announced. If they just had the reveal at the show, how could how could they have gone about it differently? Maybe not hype it up like this is the biggest scoop ever. Yes. Um, that, that could have been a thing. Like, they could have just said, hey, Sunday, we're going to announce the newest member of our AEW roster. You're not going to want to miss this. I think Make that would have been key. enough. Make it low-key. Yeah, or you could have signed Loki, but I don't think anyone wants to sign him either. <laughs> that dude's like what, close to forty, or maybe maybe over forty. Ah, great wrestler, but I hear he's an asshole. That's this is like this is there is a theme for this pay per view, and that is you want to undersell but over deliver. Yes. Back in my in my AT and T days when I worked there. Um, we would go to people's houses and we would give them a, a, a window. We'll be there from, you know, 10 to 12. Someone will be there. And if we right. showed up at 930 to call them and like, hey, we're, we're a little early. Is that OK? People were so happy because they were expecting to be there. You know, they were expecting to be there after 12. Now I'm there early. And now everyone, everyone's happy, you know. Right. Under deliver. Or under, under promise. Because if we said we'll be there right at right at ten o'clock, 
um, and we're not there right at 10 o'clock, someone's going to be mad. But if we're there surprising them a little early, that's good news for everybody. I agree. So there are lessons to be learned from, from this pay-per-view. Um, it's still a growing company, but we can't yeah. give them that excuse every time. That's not, yeah, and it's not an excuse for them. Like This is something that they need to learn and go from there and hopefully not make that same mistake again. What do you think about Christian being signed? What, what are they going to do with him now? You know, he's, he's in his late forties. Um, just like him and edge they're they're both up there. I think he can help out, but I think he's in a position where it, it was unfavorable. Like he comes in there as this, this guy might be overhyped and he really shouldn't, and he shouldn't have been put in that position. So I think this may harm him in the long term. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and now it looks like they're positioning him in a AEW title mm-hmm. picture, um, which may or may not be where they're going with it. They could be just saying he's here because Jim Ross did make it clear, like this is what everyone should have on their mind when they're when they're wrestling in AEW. Um, but I, I don't know what you do with Christian. This is like another one of those kind of WCW signings, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I think he. I, ultimately, he's there to put other talent over, as he should, because he's an elder statesman. Yes. So I, I, I could see him being a person for Kenny in AEW. Kenny Omega is going to be very busy, by the way. Uh, this to today, he's actually going to be wrestling, or not wrestling, rather. Um, Impact's going to have a pay per view where it's uh, Rich Swan versus Moose. The card looks and- stacked. It looks very good, but that, that's the matching question for a lot of fans because whoever wins that match, and this was announced by, um, I believe, by Scott Demore, whoever wins that match is going to face Kenny Omega at the next pay-per-view, which is going to be next month, title for title. for title. Oh, shit. Title for title? Yep. <laughs> it's going to be weird seeing the TNA title on Dynamite every week. <laughs> oh, my God. It, could you imagine if... Kenny Omega losing to Moose? Could you? Yeah, I was gonna say. Imagine if Moose wins, and they have this unified TNA World Champion goes up against Omega. Omega should not lose. By the way, no, he's no. the bigger star in the bigger company. Omega should not be losing to no. anyone in TNA. No, not at all. He should have that belt, just like with Roman Reigns with the Universal Title. Run with it. There should be no one to defeat him until. Everyone's ready to come back with a full crowd. Yeah, I agree. Drag it out for a year if you need to. I'm fine with it. It's Kenny Omega, dude. Kenny Omega with a belt does not need to be rushed at all. I agree. Um, let's see. I, I, uh, anything else to get a few from Revolution? I like. What would you grade? The, I would give it a, a B minus. I thought it was a good show. Um. Up until the up until the explosion, I would give it, I'd give it a B, but the ending did leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Also, I, I wish the pacing for this show I thought was weird too. Um, after the uh, it was it was a very gimmicked show. Uh, yes, it was also a lot to go from the a ladder match to a street fight to an exploding barbed wire death match. That to me just was kind of a lot to like. I didn't have time to breathe. I think they were trying to 
they're, they're trying to outdo uh, last year's revolution, which was the best AEW show in 2020. Probably one of the best pay-per-view shows in 2020, as a matter of fact. But it just, it, it they just, they just couldn't deliver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that, the, the lack of explosion when you have the announced team talking about it, the whole match, and then there's finally a countdown. Cause we all for, kind of forgot about it. I know I forgot about it. There's a countdown yeah. and then it just leads to me. Elena was watching it and we were both like, Oh my God, we watched this crazy match. What more are they going to do? And she was like, wait, that's it. It was like a, a night. A, a, <laughs> it was like a drunken Friday night for us, dude. Um, right. That, that that's it where's the big where's the big boom um and yeah it was just funny to hear her reaction to that like we all kind of just laughed it was pretty bad that's basically it and you know what everyone had the right to to laugh at that and to criticize it because they did not deliver but i feel like they they they, they saved it a little bit they saved it enough for us to let it pass um and you know, big ups to that. That, that should have happened the not, that night. Um, right. I mean, let's on uh, on, on imp- no, go for it. No, I was just going to switch gears. But if you got something else to say, no, let's go ahead because I think we're you and I are probably thinking the same thing. You uh, talking about uh, what, what happened on um, Dynamite, right? Yes. Um, pretty much. Okay. They they explained it. You know. It was meant to to make you guys look stupid. Um, And Eddie Kingston was just like, you know what? Oh, by the way, Kingston and Moxley are friends after all this. Kingston was just like, it brought me back to the days, you know, when I was in prison um, and painted this picture so beautifully. Um, So big ups to to, uh, Eddie Kingston for that. Uh, But he wrapped it up so good and made me, you know, believe the story that, you know what? He had an anxiety attack. That's why he was selling it so bad. He wasn't selling the explosion. He was selling the anxiety that he had watching over his brother. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the great. That was the only way you could sell that, really. They that, and then um, during Omega's promo, they uh, they kind of threw Impact under the bus again. Yeah. Oh, the explosives were done by Impact, <laughs> which I thought was a great line. They tried. They tried their. They tried their hardest. Um, I thought. I thought uh, Dynamite was really fun this week. Um, other than what we've already talked about, um, who was it? oh the 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 TNT Championship match? I thought this was going to be at a later date. They wanted to give us this championship match right away for the TNT title: Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen. I thought this match was match of the night for me. Oh yeah. Easily, I mean, you had Ray Phoenix and Matt Jackson out there, but this match, Scorpio Sky is officially a heel. Are we are we in agreement? Yes, one hundred percent. That was the right move. It, it's something new for him. I felt like he was kind of floundering. He's been floundering for a while, um, but I thought this was a good match. Um, and yeah, we got that. And then we got to talk about the the big thing that happened on this match on this night. Um, swerves on this swerves was- on swerves. I feel like this, this was a very story driven episode and it, it, it kind of shows you where they're going to go in the next couple months. Yeah. So basically MJF um, and Jericho, they call a war council for the inner circle. They come out and 
MJF's about to lay down the hammer. Sammy Guevara comes back, which is nice to see him. He's like, you need to watch this, Jericho. And then we get a swerve where MJF is going to turn on Jericho. But it turns out Jericho knew about it and is turning on MJF. I, 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 that was, that was, um, I didn't expect that to happen only for MJF to reveal his faction. He created his own faction. What did he say? He was, he said, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't going to, I didn't want to be the leader of this inner circle. I wanted to be this, the leader of my own inner circle. And now Basically. we have Sean Spears, FTR, Wardlow, MJF, and Tully Blanchard. The five horsemen? <laughs> Is that what they're doing here? It, it's it's definitely an homage to the horsemen. We, yeah. You have Tully and FTR. Uh, MJF is obviously going to be the leader. It's, you know what? I'm The way they did it, I liked it because MJF should be a heel. I don't think he necessarily needs to have a faction with him, but if you're going to, if you need something to have all these guys involved in, go for it. Yeah. You know? The I like the strategy of when the brawl broke out because it reminded me of a time um, my friends and I got beat up. Well, I didn't get beat up. I I walked. I just happened to walk ahead of them. Yeah. Um, but it was me, my buddy Dan, rest in peace, uh, Brent and Johnny. We were all walking out of this club. I guess Dan, there was an argument inside. They followed us outside. I literally was like 50 feet away from them because I was trying to get back to my car in a hurry because I wanted to get out of there before the cops showed up because I was going to be driving. Anyways, right. <laughs> um, they go and Dan was easily the biggest guy in our crew and they laid him out first and then the, everyone else was kind of fucked. They hit him in the head with a bottle. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I'll never forget this night. It was so fucking crazy because I'm waiting by my car. I'm like, where, the, where are these guys at? And then I go back down. Brent is asleep in the gutter. Johnny's getting punched. I'm running up, and Dan is also just bloodied. Um, it, it was it was quite a it was quite a scene to see. Uh, but I remember they specifically took Dan out first, uh, which is what happened here. It, it, yeah. it, it blew my mind the flashbacks I got because they took they took out Hager first with a bottle, um, and it just brought back all those memories that I had from so long ago. Uh, oh man. But anyways, I'm 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 all about this. All is there too many heel factions now? We have another one. I mean, there's a face one and a heel one now. Uh, but there's kind of a lot going on in AEW as far as factions, and there's a lot of heels now. I feel like there it, it is very heel centric when it comes to the factions. I mean, you can also make the argument there's a lot of factions in general. That is a lot. But I'm in. I'm. I'm willing to see what they're going to do. Like, let's see what's going to happen the next several months, uh, because they don't have a pay per view until May, and that's going to be double or nothing. Yeah, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a minute. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, you want to talk about Raw real quick? I, was, I know you have some thoughts on. We both have thoughts on Man. Raw, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we 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 can get through this pretty quick. Raw, <laughs> Raw broke me this week, dude. First of all, I was watching it, and right off the top, we're getting a rematch of Miz and Lashley. So I'm like, okay. And then they're announcing another rematch with Lashley, or not Lashley, um, McIntyre and, and Sheamus. Okay, another rematch. And then freaking Shane McMahon comes out. Braun, like, makes this big old thing, and then Shane McMahon comes out, and he's just like, I'm sorry. I apologize. And then that was it. 
So that was one segment. And then they have another segment. So I fall asleep. Okay, I, I can't take this show is already fucking making me sleepy. They go to another segment um, with Braun calling out Shane again. And Shane comes out and he's just out of breath and he's not making any sense. And he's just breathing real heavy into the mic. Yeah, I heard that. It was really weird. And then he calls him stupid. And now it looks like we're going to get Shane versus Braun at WrestleMania. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, I, I, I understand they want to do something with Braun, but Shane McMahon, come on. I think he forgot his lines or something. That had to have been something that he, he fucked up. Or he had like a stroke or something because he was, it, it <laughs> felt like he was just stalling the whole time. You you do realize that if you had to rehearse and memorize all those lines that were given to you, a, a stroke was bound to happen. <laughs> Like some kind of brain trauma. Um, oh God! But yeah, that really caused it. That got me to turn off the show. Oh wait, that got me to want to turn off the show. And then they cut to um, a Naomi and Lana versus Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler match, and that definitely got me to turn off the show. Um, I, I I couldn't take it this week. I I I don't care. The raw Raw is just so bad, dude. Every week, and then. I heard about the stuff with Orton, and they're still dragging out this Fiend storyline with him. It's just, come on, dude. That's a proposed WrestleMania match for those two. Did they start it too soon? I At this point, I want to see Randy beat up Alexa Bliss. She's the one that's doing all this. <laughs> yeah, she kind of is. Uh, I, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if they're going to... It's going to be a gimmick match for sure. It might be a Firefly Flinthouse match. They they got to do a lot of smoke and mirrors with those two. I would love the fiend to come back, and obviously he's not going to be burned up. But like, if his mask is like shows the wear of fire, I think that'd be cool. They got they got to have something at least for a little bit. Like uh, like when Schwarzenegger you know takes battle damage and and Terminator, you could see the 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 T one thousand under him. You know what I mean? Yes, something like that. Um, we'll see how they explain it uh, in the next several weeks. And that was raw. I mean, they're hyping up Bobby Lashley like to no end. He's literally a god now, <laughs> which I'm I'm all about. The hurt business is the only thing that is interesting about Raw, and they got their segment out of the way first, so I should have just stopped right after that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that's they thank God they're doing they they, they built Bobby Lashley up the right way to have him become champ, And that's how you should be doing it. Build the guy up and not like Make him credible, not in your face about it either. You know what I mean? Like, not like this guy is the guy you need to root for, but like slowly, little by little, he was just destroying people and not losing at all. That's how you build it. You Agreed. don't need to hit me in the face with it. Every single time he wins a match. Agree. All right, let's, let's go to NXT. Cause <laughs> Unfortunately, this was a show I missed. I missed Balor and, and Cole. Did you watch NXT this week? Uh, yeah, I did. I, um, Balor, Cole, another great match. Uh, How could it not? I They have been doing very good when it comes to main event matches. I will give them credit. It's just, it's the, it's just the, it's just being on Wednesdays is another, is, is, is the problem. Like, it's not must-see TV for many fans. 
I think, I mean, if they do move to Tuesdays, which we, we said that it's a real possibility, but another thing I forgot to mention earlier was that uh, ESPN and NHL came to an agreement. So it appears that the Wednesday night hockey games are going to be on ESPN going forward. Oh, so they don't have to switch nights then. They may see this is another problem. Like this, they may, may be like, well, you know what? We don't need to switch nights. USA might still say, you know what? Still move to Tuesdays. You're better <laughs> off moving to Tuesdays. Yeah, they could. They call the shots, really. They, at the end of the day, it's whatever USA wants to do. So, and they should move to Tuesdays regardless of the deal. I think it 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 hurts NXT a lot when they're on Wednesdays competing with AEW because they're an afterthought. Which is why I watch AEW and not NXT every week. Exactly. This is and and, and when you when you do that, the fans are going to pick one brand over another, and more often than not, that's going to be AEW. When you move it over to Tuesdays, at least you give them a breathing room. Tuesday is NXT, Wednesday is Dynamite, or you want to do Thursday. Either way, yeah, I you can, have that breathing room. It's already bad enough that on Monday I have to watch three hours of Raw, which in itself is already an undertaking. Uh, but to watch four hours on one night is crazy that's too much let me just let me do two hours on tuesday and two hours on wednesday agree uh agree so that was a good match however (laughs) commissioner regal made an announcement and his uh big announcement was that nxt now has women's tag team championships (laughs) it's like you already have the women's cha- tag team championships, and you're not doing and you're not doing dick with them, right? You're not doing anything with these belts other than building up your your main titles. You, you should master one before you get another, right? You don't really you don't need all those tag team championships, and this is not a knock on the women. No, not at all. It's just the. The tag team title, there's already too many tag team titles as it is. There's one on each show on the main roster. There's one on NXT. And then you have the floating belts, which because it's a floating belt uh, with the tag titles, there's not enough tag teams in the women division to even necessitate that, right? You're having to pluck two people together and make them a tag team. That That doesn't do anything. You have too many makeshift tag teams, not only on Raw, but also SmackDown, and now with NXT. So now we, I felt like it would it was a good opportunity to showcase what the NXT women can do. If the if you know when Sasha and Bailey came down to NXT, that helped NXT right get some numbers up. You could have had you know someone from NXT win the tag team titles, and you can test them out on the main stage on Raw and SmackDown. You could have really done something for the women, but I think in this instance, you're basically saying NXT is on a different level. Remember we told you that it's the same level? No, but NXT is just underneath um, WWE main roster stuff. And that's real. That's a real shame because uh, two years ago, that was the goal was to make them on equal grounds. However, they weren't always going to be the case. I still think NXT is still the A show. If you look at it from the talent level, and really, they're takeovers. To me, it is WWE's A show. SmackDown's a B show. And Raw, I don't want to say it's a C show. It's more like a D show. Yeah, they, they don't even get that grade. They don't. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a shame. I just felt, I feel like the women 
there's not enough tag teams to necessitate. What? There's four teams, five teams, maybe. I don't know. I mean, how many teams were there in the Dusty Classic? Um, there were. I I, I honestly couldn't tell you. So it's just there you not, go. it's just not enough. It's not enough. I I like the idea that there's a floating title. Then you know NXT people can go up to to fight on Raw and SmackDown and show their skills on a bigger stage than just what's on NXT. Um, the you know four hundred and fifty thousand people that watch NXT every week. <sighs> I agree. I don't know. WWE just has too many belts. They do. And uh, speaking of the women's tag belts, uh, you know, going going to SmackDown. The one of the main one of the main um, programs involving SmackDown is with Bianca and Sasha, and they're going to be going up against Shayna and Nia at Fastlane again. That was just again. that was just the the match at the last pay per view. Uh, they feel the need to involve those two for the road of WrestleMania, and they've done this on many occasions over really over the past twenty years. I mean. We were talking about this before we went on air. Um, two names come to mind, or really two times they come to mind, both involving John Cena. John Cena, Shawn Michaels in 2007, and John Cena and The Miz in 2011. You use the tag titles to further along your world title stuff. Exactly. I mean, if that says we don't care about our tag division, what does? <laughs> it's nothing new. They've been doing this for a while, and... Um, it's it just cheapens the tag team division. It's, it cheapens the tag team championships, and they're already cheap as it is because you don't have the teams <laughs> to warrant having championships. I mean, you have all this talent. Why 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 use them? I, I don't I don't I don't understand it. The fact that Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are the SmackDown tag champs says a lot about their tag team division there. I feel like all these tag belts just need to be merged into one. The men's get one and the women's get one and they all float and they can wrestle wherever because they act like this brand split is still like a thing, right? Well, there's not enough I, tag teams. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's that's the point. That's that's the point. And they've had this problem ever since the brand split. Yeah. And we're going on 4 years. That's why you have the new day with a, a thousand a thousand tag team title wins because they're the only credible tag team that can hold the title. Really, if you think about it, who are the two most credible tag teams that WWE has had in the past 10 years? And I'm talking about WWE. I'm talking about Raw and SmackDown, not including NXT. New Day? Usos? New Day is one. Usos are the other. And honestly, I can't think of anyone else <laughs> yeah. because those are the only two that come to mind. Yeah, that those are really the only two that 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 come to mind for me as well. I mean, you could say Sheamus and Cesaro, but that's a t- thrown together tag team. They were thrown together. They were never were. I mean, they, and and then Cesaro, God bless his heart. You know, he's he's now a tag team specialist, and he should be more. But again, there was just a makeshift tag team. You had the Viking. You you had War Machine. Let's call them fucking War Machine. War Machine They're not the Viking yeah. Raiders. They're War Machine. You had the Viking yeah, Experience. That's what they're called. War Machine. I'm calling the War Machine. And they just, for whatever reason, they they um, they just floundered. And I don't think it was their fault. It's just... I mean, look at Heavy Machinery. They broke them up for no reason. They broke them up for no reason. What's Tucker doing? 
Tucker is running for the 24-7 title now. And Otis is a bad guy with Chad Gable. In a tag team. In a tag team. That didn't need to be broken. Oh, God. It's just fucking crazy to me, dude. Um, speaking of My belts, God. something's happening in New Japan, Dick. You want to you wanna talk about that for a second? Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I feel I feel I mentioned it last week and earlier on the show, but uh, they are going to be merging the uh, IWGP and the Intercontinental Champion, and they're going to create a new lineage with that belt dubbed the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I am not a fan of that. So they're taking the the lineage and the history of the IWGP IWGP heavyweight champion. Yes. And they're just moving it to the side and now we're going this way. Basically Kodobushi is the last IWGP champion and he's going to be the first IWGP world champion. Man, that sucks. I don't like that That's at all. That's so I, much I, history just kind of down the drain. Yeah, you've you've had great champions throughout the years. Um, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kodobushi um, recently, uh, Kazuchika Okada, Tenzan, um, Ma- Masahiro Chono, Naito, so, so, Night. Yes, yeah, so so many names, and the fact that they went ahead and did this, I always thought that IWGP Championship was the world champion. Uh, they didn't need to have the world moniker. It was their world title. Yeah. I guess they felt the need to to merge both belts. And I like the IC championship as well because it was a legit secondary belt that was almost on par with the world title or rather with the IWGP champion. Dude, didn't they headline? Right there. Um, Tokyo? Uh, fucking, um, Re- yes. Wrestle Kingdom with the Intercontinental title? Wrestle Kingdom 8, and uh, that was with... Uh, Nakamura versus Tanahashi. That might—I think that was my first one that I watched live. I think we watched it in Bobby's room. That was with Jr. and uh, Striker. Was that Wrestle Kingdom Nine? That was the following year. Wrestle that was Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Kingdom 9. Yeah. yeah, eight. Eight was uh, the main event. Was uh, Tanahashi versus Nakamura for the IW for the IC belt? Uh, Okada versus Naito was the. Um, secondary match for the IWGP championship. That was the only time where the intercontinental title was the main event. And now the belt is no longer. It's, it's no longer that there. Sucks. It's created its own lineage. And this is the fear that I have because I see new Japan doing that with their top championship. I'm afraid that this might be the case with WWE down the road because you know, they're going to merge the belts. The universe and the world title. You you know that's going to happen. It's not if, but when. And I'm afraid that if they're going to do that, the universal title is going to be the new belt. Man, that would that would suck. Especially when you think about how WWE rolls, right? They yeah. have they they love to celebrate their legends in the past, and they love it so much they don't they use their legends to bury their current talent. To just wipe all that away and, you know, forget about, you know, the first ever WWF champions, um, that'd be a real shame. I hope they don't do that. I mean, I hope they don't do that either, but, I mean, it's it's a real possibility now that New Japan has done it for their belts. I mean, because the WWE title, you've had, you know, Hogan, San Martino, Savage, Austin, Brett, Sean, Taker. Cena. Um, Baker, Diesel, but then you also have 
Kevin Nash. I mean, you could, the, the same thing could be said about those who've had the boat. Kevin Nash in particular. Jinder Mahal. The Miz. You haven't had – I mean, um, I'm also – well, Yokozuna was actually a great champion, I should say. So I, I can't really say he was a bad one. Bret Hart. But Bret Hart's another great uh, example. You've had so many great champions throughout its lineage. And then to see it end and have the universal title, that's my biggest fear, and I hope WWE doesn't do that. But I could definitely see them doing that in the future. I mean, you would have because the Bruno's longest reign is, yeah, would just go down the tubes. It would be it would be like oh that was it that would. title. Now Roman Reigns is the longest reigning world champion, world universal. Ugh, God, so weird. That's a mouthful. The World the Universal Champion. WWE World Universal Champion. <laughs> I could see them doing that, though, just, just to be stupid. Um, let's see. Where Anything else Speaking happen on... Uh, well, did anything else happen on NXT? I, I, I don't know. Nothing. Uh, that's pretty much it, uh, but we already brought up Roman, so SmackDown, uh, it was dominated by Edge and Roman Reigns. As it uh, should. Edge opened up the show, as it should. Now, we were talking about this before we went on the air. I am not a fan of them inserting Daniel Bryan for right now as being part of this storyline. You had a clear path with Roman Reigns and Edge. Yep. I least, uh, I agree. That at least that was, should have been the plan. Um, but then now you're hearing reports by Vince that he wants to change the lineup for WrestleMania. I don't know why, but this is this this is this is a problem. I mean, it it should be established whoever wins the Royal Rumble goes on to have a one on one match at WrestleMania. Yes, by them kind of inserting Dan O'Brien into this situation, it's not going to end well for them. If we've learned anything, Dan O'Brien is beloved, and if he doesn't get what the fans think that he wants the fans aren't going to be having fun in this main event where if they would have just left Daniel Bryan out of this, I was looking forward to this match immensely, but now I kind of want a Daniel Bryan triple threat match. They're going to think that it's 2014 all over again, except with the result being Roman Reigns going out as, as champion finishing the show. I could see Vince They're going to have just telling Kevin Dunn, turn up the crowd noise, make them cheer. You're going to have a live audience for WrestleMania. If your goal is to have 40,000 people or 30,000 people in there, you could try to manipulate the audience, but I don't know if you can, <laughs> if, if they're not going to be happy. Believe me. Yeah. That's not good. That's, that's a recipe for disaster if they're going to do that. Do you think Brian beats Roman at Fastlane and we get Edge versus Brian? No. Roman should not be. It's got to be Roman and Edge, right? Yes. It. it you want to do Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns? Fine. Wait till after WrestleMania. 1,000% agree. If you're going to put a body in there for Roman to wrestle for Fastlane, I understand they want to try to promote Fastlane because that's going to be uh, that's going to be on Peacock. I understand why they want to have Daniel Bryan in there. I get that. They want to try to draw as many eyeballs as they can. Fine. But you could save that for later on and have them for SummerSlam because that's a SummerSlam-worthy match. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is, I feel like just Fastlane just kind of bungles everything and makes it just weird. 
Um, yeah. Anything else happen on on SmackDown? Big uh, E versus Apollo Sami Zayn. Apollo Crews and Big E, they're they're um, they're they're extending their storyline out. So uh, I think they're going to be wrestling at Fastlane for the IC belt. Okay. Uh, Sasha, I mean, I like they, that. They, Sasha, um, you know, Sasha and uh, we, we talked about earlier, Sasha and uh, Bianca. Bianca, they're they're pushing, uh, they're, they're, it seems like it's going to be a virtual split going on as well. Um, tag team matches is probably going to be fast lane. And then they don't again. have to do that. They, they can literally just be like, I'm the boss. I'm Sasha Banks and I'm the boss. And Bianca can just say, you know what? I'm the EST. I'm the greatest. I'm the fastest. I'm the bestest. And there's yeah. your story. You don't have to do all this stupid shit. The you crowd. You don't need to overcomplicate things. The fans already want to see this match. We already are on board. You don't have to make it all convoluted and stupid. No. I don't know. I feel like this this podcast specifically is very angry. Uh, <laughs> we try to keep it upbeat. But there's just so much going on that is just not smart and it's not i mean obviously it's not what we would book but also like it's just complicated and it's it's not fun to watch so i'm gonna be upset this week i apologize (laughs) and i don't know why i sounded like alex jones for a second but damn it i I just makes me mad they're turning the frogs gay they're turning the fucking frogs gay (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. This, this is a, it's a, this was a weird week. Um, it's nice to see AEW is like pivoting and adjusting and learning from their mistakes. WWE just keeps punching themselves in the face. Um, <laughs> that's, Jesus, that's all dude. I can think of. Like I just walked into a mental, mental institution and one guy's getting better and the other guy's just getting crazier. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens next week. Cause next week I believe it is going to be fast lane. Fastlane is next Sunday. We will have our predictions, hopefully midweek. I think that that'd be the, a good way to go about it. I'm I'm fine with that actually. Uh, but that's the last stop before WrestleMania. Um, Dick, you got anything to add? We're we're on the home stretch. Uh, I like like I've mentioned earlier. I think we're on the home stretch as far as the pandemic goes. Uh, we're on the home stretch to WrestleMania. 2021 let's see how things go uh you know i'm i'm trying to be optimistic cautiously optimistic as everyone should and uh just wish everyone the best everyone stay safe out there we are in the home stretch make sure you keep wearing your mask guys because um it'd be a shame to to get sick right before that you get a vaccine shot so exactly. we're almost we're almost there Bars and restaurants and outdoor sporting events are starting to come back. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we'll be back next week with another excellent, hopefully more positive episode of the Put Me Your Podcast. But until then, never forget, we are the new, 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 new World Order of Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time. <laughs>